when we live in a trauma response, it becomes for most of us, a personality trait. Oh, she's just like that, right? Oh, she's just super independent. She does everything herself. Oh, she just moves like that. She's just uh, ambitious. She just go, go, goes. Oh, she just runs all the time, right? This, these become our personality traits. And we really think this happened to me. This was my perfect example in my own lived experience. My trauma response was so ingrained. And so uh, my subconscious had, of course, created my filter for the world. And to the point where this is who I thought I was. Welcome to the Riley June Show. I'm your host, Riley June, international intuition coach and spiritual activator. This podcast is designed for the souls who are ready to dive into what spirituality, consciousness, and healing truly is like. Here you will find the conversations and insight most spiritual teachers aren't willing to have. Why? Because we pull back the curtain on what truly takes place as you move through your healing journey, the duality of the light and the dark, and the role ethics and integrity undeniably play in your ascension experience. I have had the pleasure of working with tens of thousands of people, from clients, stories shared through messenger chats, and others in the industry to know exactly what this journey will look like for you. These episodes will share conversations of industry leaders bridging the gap to the new paradigm of reality and individuals sharing their heart through their soul's journey they've been through and what they've learned along the way. So if you're ready to go deep, unlock truth, and activate into the blueprint of you, this is going to be a space you're not going to want to miss out every Monday. Are you ready? Let's activate. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another session. Today, we have an incredible guest, Kimberly Valerie, joining us today. And we're going to be diving into the importance of what it actually looks like and what it actually takes to hold space for people. It's really easy to learn a modality or have this big desire that or watch all the people on Instagram and say, I want that life freedom. I want that six-figure business. I want that travel lifestyle. I learned this modality. I'm going to take this leave. I'm going to offer it to people. And I'm an advocate for getting started. I didn't know all the answers when I got started either, but I also didn't have anyone to share with me how important a lot of the key factors were that I was missing. And what I mean by that is really understanding how to navigate and lead a conversation. And more importantly, because if you're not a licensed therapist or counselor guidance or guide, um, guide to know your own limitations around what you can support your clients with and how you can support your clients. This month, we have the Align and Ascend Mastermind opening for enrollment. We're going to begin in July. And this is going to be an accelerated experience. So it was five months in the past. Now it's going to be three because I am preparing for a baby. 
But with this round, every single person is going to get assigned a coach for personalized experience. And what Kim and I talk about today is one of the things that you will learn inside this program is how to identify your own limits, how to develop skill sets to truly be able to take and guide your clients into a deeper space of reflection and have the legal protection behind you and your work to make sure that you are protected and ultimately your clients are protected. Uh, Like I said, it's so attractive to have this desire, learn this thing and show up and create a side hustle. And again, I'm all for it, but do it with education. When I first started offering readings, I realized very, very quickly, especially through mediumship readings, that I really was not equipped to hold space for people with grief. And that was not something that I was taught in my mediumship program. It has been something that I had to learn on my own along the way. Basic cognitive behaviors, uh, identifying factors of personality traits, identifying factors of perception, understanding how to navigate different emotions, understanding how to um, go through crisis management with people, right? If you go through a healing session with someone just because you know Reiki, and you go in that session and you bring up something intuitively from their past, maybe they're not even willing to address yet. And you touch a nerve or you hit a trigger, you say something that you genuinely are just truly there to support them with, and it potentially spirals them into an experience. I'm not saying this is always the case, but these are things to really think about when running a spiritual business, especially, or even a coaching business, especially if you want this to be an out for you in your life you're really dedicated and determined and genuinely in love with the idea of helping people or you're one to three years in your business already and you're not necessarily seeing the results and there likely is a sense of feeling like you lack skills to truly help or guide your clients into deeper experiences this is going to be the container for you. So for anyone just starting, you have the burning desire on your heart or you're one to three years into your business and you're just not seeing the results that you want or Instagram promised you. (laughs) Not only are we going to be doing some really powerful deep dives, collaborations, and there are incredible guests incredible guest trainers coming in, Uh, but you get access to this program for 12 months. So if there's certain things like maybe a podcast or email list building or website creation, things like that, that you want to bring on or might not be in the space to do just yet, you have 12 months to access everything from the trainings all the way to all the past special guests, which there is, oh my gosh, there is hours like I think there's 20 hours worth of special guests in there just additional trainings for you to go through and all around different topics sales building a powerful brand uh, manifestation conscious leadership like so so much gold um, legal and financial advice from a lawyer right so we cover it all and you get access to this So if this is in your wheelhouse of things that you want to do and you're not willing to wait any longer, then don't wait and dive in right now. Not only is it an incredible rate for everything that you learn and the support that you get, which is just astronomical. It is so, so amazing. But 
you're going to walk away an entirely different person in all the best ways. Not because you need to change who you are, but because you're going to be way more confident with your skill set and your direction and the business that you truly are desiring to build or building. So I'm going to turn this conversation over to Kimberly. The link to join the mastermind is in the show notes. I highly recommend you go and check it out. Listen to what past students have said about this program and their results. And yeah, just bring a notepad to this one. So you might need to pause this before we dive in. Grab a note paper and pen because you're definitely going to want to take notes from this incredible conversation Kimberly and I have. All right. I will see you next week. Enjoy. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to another session. I am so incredibly excited to have Kimberly here with us today. She is an edge method coach, and we're going to dive all into what that method is, the integrity in the coaching industry, how to really stand out with integrity. Mm. And Kimberly, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm super excited. As you're doing the intro, I'm like literally getting body shivers. I love this. I love that. I love the introduction. I love where we're going to take this. So thank you for having me. I just, I love to have this conversation. Um, a little bit about me. I have um, my professional uh, training is in social work. I was a social practicing social worker for more than mm. 15 years. Um, I am just a social worker in my gut, in my, who I am. Um and um, yeah, and through, uh, plus I've owned a number of businesses. Uh, I've worked in not-for-profit. I've helped people in some capacities uh, throughout the better part of my life, whether it's in uh, employing people, building capacity in teams, coaching people to uh, make uh, better choices for themselves and in their life and all, the, all that kind of stuff. But it all kind of changed five years ago when I was diagnosed with cancer and I and I had, and this is before COVID, of course, I had to rethink, I mean, I had like eight, 12, about 12, 16 months of laying on a couch or hanging around home and, you know, just kind of like being di diagnosed with cancer stopped me dead. It was the stillness that mm. obviously I needed in order. There's a whole other backstory with all of that, but what it did is it made me then let go of some of the areas with which I was um, functioning and trying to figure out a new way of still being able to express this part of me. And I entered into the online space. And over the last few years, I've been, you know, doing what most people do is trying to find my footing in the online space. And it has been an awakening. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I think what's so beautiful about what you've shared so far is that you came from a place of always being rooted in service and it makes so much sense why you lead with such integrity and high standards in your coaching methodology because anyone that i know who've worked with social working they have to have the trauma crisis management training they have to understand how to navigate different uh unideal circumstances like it's all about being in the midst of deep vulnerability and traumas and i think that that's something that you know, i'd love to hear your opinion on this or your perspective i i feel like that's something that's really overlooked in the coaching industry because people get this idea you can make a million dollars you just show up and coach people online and it's you know fancy fancy use canva graphics you look pretty 
And then they get into the containers with people. And more often than not, they have no idea what they're doing. What the hell they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to hear from you how your background and knowledge, especially around that um, interventionism and building this method that you have now, how that really sparked this like need to share it with the world. Okay, great question. Whoa, I love it. So one of the things in in social work in general, when you are training as a social worker, you're trained to look at an individual in their entirety, like think macro, right? So lots of people are familiar with nutrients, macronutrients, micronutrients, right? So you're trained to look at an individual in, in how they function in their whole entire entirety who makes up all of their world. So what are their support systems and having them identify what those support systems provide for them, right? Whether it's uh, a positive interaction, a negative interaction, a stressful interaction. So there's different ways to, to rate that. So inside of the edge coaching method, I created an assessment tool just to start to reflect that. So when a coach is starting off, they have the capacity to do a, a type of an assessment that reflects not only the individual in all the areas of their life, but also gives them the opportunity to rate how that feels for them or how that particular support um, manifests for them in their life. And one of the things with coaching individuals over the course of my lifetime is it really isn't about what I know as a coach. And this is, I think what happens is in the online space is, and I love, I, don't get me wrong. I, I love when people go through their own pain and transformation and then want to support others. I think that's a beautiful place to come from. The yeah. unfortunate part is that's not enough. It's not enough just to know someone else's journey that they, that you've been on that kind of same path. There's some comfort in that, but there is some actual legitimate skills to creating a relationship in coaching, not therapy that helps that individual navigate success for them. And it's about helping the individual. It's really just about supporting them in their own discovery of what it is they need, what it is that serves them. And it's not, it's not a best friending. It's not just let's yeah. sit and talk about our, our ish, our issues or shit. It's not an expert, you know, teacher student model. I mean, I know it can be a little bit tricky when people say like, what would you do? Blah, blah, blah. Like, or, yeah. you know, when you're trying to like, Kind of like um, one of the goals for me in coaching is really to try to get people's um, to help people understand their like conflict from a different perspective, right? It's it's kind of like shifting those rigid boundaries, and um, but you have to be careful with that. You have to know, you know, you have to identify when people are in trauma response. Here's the thing about trauma response. And I, this is my own lived experience as well as my professional experience. When we live in a trauma response, it becomes for most of us, a personality trait. Oh, she's just like that, right? Oh, she's just super independent. She does everything herself. Oh, she just moves like that. She's just uh, ambitious. She just go, go, goes. Oh, she just runs all the time, right? This, these become our personality traits. And we really think this happened to me. This was my perfect example in my own lived experience my trauma response was so ingrained. And so uh, my subconscious had, of course, created my filter for the world. Yeah. And to the point where this is who I thought I was. And 
people started, you know, people were like, oh my God, you're so successful. You're so ambitious. You're so this, you're so that. And it wasn't, and so it became my personality trait. And so for me to do anything other than that was like, no, absolutely no. I don't, why would you want, slow down? How does, I say this still to this day, how does sitting still make me achieve more, be more, do more, have more, whatever, whatever, anyway. And it was literally through the process of understanding cancer for me and that whole process as cliche as it is going through the journey to really understand that what I was doing is I was a high functioning trauma response person Mm -hmm. and it really became my personality. And so, so often when, even when as a professional, when we're sitting with somebody, what may be their personality may in fact still just be them in a trauma response. Okay, we'll just end it there because that's gold. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, right? But it's so true. It's that is that is everything. That is everything. And it really isn't until you start going into understanding more of the cognitive factors of how people operate, even basic psychology principles yes. and the emotional scales, until you can really start to identify this. That's why knowledge is key. And for me, when I started doing everything that I did, I was doing um, psychic and mediumship readings. And I figured out very quickly that it's not just a psychic mediumship reading. I'm not just delivering messages about that person's energy and where they're going or messages from that person's loved one and, and what they had to share. Though they landed and they resonated, I realized very quickly that connecting with someone's loved one you could be bringing up a whole slew of things that they haven't even touched on. They forgot about, they suppress when you're dealing with giving people good news of their future or insight into where they're at. There's a lot of avoidance that takes place in that place, in that space, because they haven't seen it themselves. That's why they're coming to you. And so for me, that was so key because I could see it and I could see it in my hesitation to want to, go further with people or even oh, go deeper yeah. with talking about certain messages when I could see, okay, you know, uh, someone came to me and it was all about their marriage and I didn't want to be that person to say all the bad things about their marriage. So I would use, uh, there's a relationship in your life right now. That's really not serving your best interest, whether this is something that can be mitigated or navigated or counseled through or something that you really get to be more honest with yourself. And this person threw their hands up and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so right away I knew, okay, that's not a button they're willing to push. They right. came to me for some form of an answer or guidance, but I didn't understand in the beginning what to do with that. And it made my work very challenging because then I carried all the doubt. I was like, Oh, did I do something wrong? What if this person doesn't like it? So on and so what if something happens? So I dug into all things, cognitive understanding and basic psychology principles, because I could see very quickly that even with readings, that is like therapy. And if you don't know what you're doing, you can actually cause people to spiral especially when giving messages to someone from a loved one who's not here, they can't call them up and have these conversations. And you start talking about the spirit wanting to come through with this deep amount of guilt and sadness and forgiveness, seeking forgiveness. And that person's like, well, I don't want to hear from them. And you're like, okay, moving on. So when you don't understand how that works, you're not actually helping people. And I loved 
everything that you said, because it's just so valuable, especially when you started talking about the importance of having them identify where they're not seeing something in a bigger perspective. I'd really love for you to touch on the importance of that. Of Okay, so the thing... The- a co- uh, there's just a couple things I want to, I want to um, just touch on what you said. So I, yeah. I was working with, uh, I called her a medium in denial. And if she listens, she'll know exactly <laughs> who I'm talking. I called her a medium in denial. She came to me years ago. She was just struggling in her own personal life. She has a gift. Okay. A gift, very similar. Um, yeah. But what you said really resonated with me about her in the sense that she's like, I don't want to be the one delivering messages that will do anything but bring like lift up a situation. And it's funny because in my own life, I've had um, the same person. um, She saw my father who's passed uh, with me beside me all the time. She says he's with you all the time. Uh, She didn't know who he was. She just described him and I knew who he was. And I mean, I can't see it. It's funny. I feel I'm a highly, as we all are highly intuitive person, I get intuitive downloads of people, but I cannot see spirits around me at all or any of that kind of stuff so I know that it's not a gift for me but anyway um there was a part though that that was revealed to her that she didn't want to share with me because she was uh, uncertain of how I might respond and so she didn't so I I hear what you're saying I just kind of want to validate that um that in itself tells me that you operate with a certain level of integrity is that you're already with your clients, you're already observing cues that tell you that they're not ready. Yeah. And it's not because when we don't know something, we don't know something. Exactly. So it's not like I can say to you, look, I want to hear from so-and-so people. I want to hear some messages, but I only want it to be good stuff because I'm not willing to hear anything other than that. We're not that, if, if I'm saying that to you, then we already know that I have a level of awareness. That yeah. That I'm just not ready to acknowledge, right? But yeah. if I don't know that I don't know that I'm not willing to look at it, I, you know, I can't warn you as the uh, coach or caregiver in that 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 role. Um, and so, really, I think the onus of responsibility then becomes on that professional to be able yeah. to use their emotional intelligence, their training, their um, the observation of what they're hearing. It really is that integrative. It's investigative in its nature. It's and holding that your own, unfortunately in the online coaching industry, you have to create your own level of integrity and hold yourself to it. There's nobody going to be like bashing a stick over your head saying, "Eh, eh, eh," right. And so really it's about how, how you want to hold yourself um, in that space. And um, I have a lot of personal um, responsibility, accountability and autonomy. And I, and I try to use that, have that same value for my clients. So having, you know, complete sovereignty over. So I think it really, when clients don't know that they're not open, they don't know. And you're, you know, as the professional, I feel like it's our job to, or our role, sorry, to really just observe that. And like you said, you get a little bit more creative to see how open they are in. Sometimes you have to re-deliver a message. Yeah. Right in uh, creatively uh, to be heard. Yeah. I've learned that through marriage. (laughs) (laughs) So true. I love that. And, and I want to circle back to the importance of having them identify these things for themselves. But I, I just want to add on to what you said, because it's, 
one of the, it is, I would argue it's actually the most valuable component of the service you offer because again, therapists, counselors, all of the, um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, psychologists, they're all licensed to a board. So they have a set standard that they have to adhere to and they get fined or insured for whatever reasons in the coaching industry. That's not the case. And it is such an unregulated space, which benefit for people who want to come in and, and start something new and really create that freedom lifestyle. But there is such an importance in how you uphold yourself in the standard, like you said, that you adhere to, because that can really make or break someone's experience. And I've had, I've known people who have gone to coaches or healers who the healer coach was not an integrity. And that person ended up in a mental health Institute for a couple of weeks because they had a nervous breakdown and that's serious. And I don't think people really understand the importance of that because this coach, whether she intended it or not, and I'm going to assume she didn't, um, just didn't know what she was doing. She thought that she was feeding this person all the good vibes that she needed in the mindset work when it was overstimulating and over triggering that client. And because of lack aware of awareness, it ended up being in a not so good predicament. And so I would love for you to walk through why it's important for you as the coach or the healer to be able to help your clients identify their own, um, boundaries or their own limitations. I, um, so I, I mean, that just, it, it helps to build capacity. You ideally your client, you, you want your client to be able to function in whatever capacity, um, they're identifying they're struggling with, right. You want them. It's like, you know, when you're, when you're raising kids, when you're teaching your, when your toddler's learning to walk, when your baby's learning to walk, you know, you're wanting them to do this on their own. And they have a couple of bumps, they fall down, they scrape their knees, they hit their bum, that kind of stuff. Right. And you're there to kind of like make sure nothing, like they don't walk off a cliff, right. That they don't walk to the end of the whatever and, and really cause harm. And so for me in the, the way I work with clients and the way I teach coaches to work with clients is to really honor that everybody has their own sense of safety, what feels safe and unsafe and creating the capacity. Uh, And I would also use the word regulation or like regulated and dysregulated because even though like for me, I, I suffered some really severe trauma as a young child and say, although my whole life was built on safety and protection because of that trauma, the word safe and unsafe does not register with me. Regulation, mm. like regulated and dysregulated makes like I identify with that more. Um, so really understanding that we all have our own internal, like um, our own internal warning system that says too far, too far. Yes. And it's really important that first of all, we ask are you like, and this is one of the things is asking, getting consent. You know, like I had a session within the coaching group a couple of weeks ago and I knew it was going to be, I knew the question I was about to ask was going to be super sensitive, require a lot of vulnerability. We were in a one-on-one setting, but I still said to him, I still asked, are you okay? If I ask this next question are right. Because I knew it had, it had a lot of density to it. Um, and I knew it, 
and then and then the follow-up after you know unpacking all that is like who is your support system who outside of this relationship do you lean on do you go to for say for support when you're feeling dysregulated or unsafe whatever the language it is that you use right and listening to your clients language will give you those cues i can't I mean, there's all kinds of certifications. There's all kinds of like tricky things that you can do. Um, The most important skill is to listen to the language of your client, listening to what language they are using, because that will indicate to you how they're seeing the world. Yeah. Right. I, I give this example all the time. You got two people vying for a job and somebody else gets it. And the one person says, well, that isn't fair. It's not fair. It's not fair that they got it. I work hard. I'm the hardest worker. I show up, you know, this time, this time, and I do all the extras and, you know, I'm the one talking to everybody. And when you listen to that language, you can, the language of choice, it's not fair. I'm doing all the work that instantly tells you what, how that person sees the world. There's something to do with justice. So I'm right. a need for fairness, because that might not be my response to somebody getting a job that I wanted. You know, my response may have been, oh, man, clearly I wasn't the best candidate. Clearly I didn't get like, do you see what I mean? So I would turn it that way, like, oh, there's something odd that was missing, whereas somebody else might think it wasn't fair. I'm just as good, but that wasn't fair. And so it gives you the indication, okay, this one, this person really values justice and equality. And not that you need to like expand on that. That just gives you an, an indication, yeah. right? It's listening to that language becomes very, it's like, that is the skill. If I could stress anything enough in any coaching is listening to the language of your client, because that will really help you understand kind of their frame of reference. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And there's like, this is, Oh, I wish we had like 10 hours to talk <laughs> about this because I could jam on this all day. And the reason is, is because I know that everyone who goes into coaching or readings, okay, I can't say everyone, but let's say generally they do it because they went through, through something and they want to see and help somebody else do better for themselves. And there is such a level of, of, not only just integrity, but skills that come with that job. Even as a reader, you're basically a philanthropist. It's like you're giving people the space to not only have hope, which is amazing and great because they probably didn't have it going in, but then to be able to help them pull it out. I always say there's a big difference between you telling someone something and them having their own light bulb moment. Oh, boom. It doesn't. That's that's what you're looking. That's where you're going for. That's yeah. building the capacity inside somebody. Yeah, exactly. Because when you sit there and you tell them there's money in your future, or there's deeper quality relationships in your future, or, you know, I can help you get to X, Y, Z from ABC. If your client's not going through that with their own understanding that, oh, I'm here because of this, I'm going there and I get to do this. Oh, I see how this connects with this. If they're not having those moments for themselves, it's no different than just sitting down and just writing out a bunch of notes and closing the book and never looking at it again. If you really want them to have that true life transformation, you have to, just like you said, 
teach them how to walk on their own. And I feel like where that there's that teetering point in the coaching industry, because there's people who go in and they can make a lot of money, but if they're insecure in their own skill set and themselves, they rely on the clients to consistently repeat work with them to be able to pay their bills versus trusting that you get to do the education and apply those skills and know that the transformation that client gets to be guided through is going to go out and be the ripple effect of them telling other people or just manifesting the clients to come back into your world. And I think that that's so valuable because that's just like, I can't tell you, this is like that, what you just said right there. I just want to say, because this is what I, you know, this is kind of my, uh, my marketing for the edge coaching method. Um, I say marketing with like quotation marks, because I have a whole issue with manipulative copywriting and marketing, but this is, I know, I just like, uh, make me crazy. Um, But this is what, that's what I say, building a coaching practice versus a coaching business. There are two different things. However, people integrate them as one. And the, the, the best way to build a emotionally and financially sustainable business is to have a practice that transforms clients and they then spread the word. It's not, to me, it's not about the funnels, the lead magnets, the digital programs, like all of those things, people, coaches get really focused on that. And if you really, and this is, Ooh, this, I'm going to make a really harsh statement that might be filled with some judgment, but uh, might be a little polarizing, but I would honestly say that the true art of coaching is in a one like live experience. Digital product is an add on or a dress up. And I would say that if you're a coach wanting to be um, help people with digital project, you're a digital entrepreneur. I wouldn't really even call it coaching because to me, it's such a, it's, it's such an in-person in-service in the moment thing. Um, I I couldn't imagine having, and maybe that's just my own limits. Um, and I said, like I said, my own judgments on what it means to digitally coach people with like, you know, I, you know, I have a mindset program, a, a evergreen mindset program, and it doesn't sell. I don't sell it. I don't, you know what I mean? Even though it's all done. Like I know the experts would say I would need lead magnets and click funnels and you know, all those things to make it happen. Yeah. But, but somewhere in my soul, clearly it's just not meant for me at this time. Um, one day we might repurpose it in, in a way that uh, can contribute more value to the world. But really to me, the art and the beauty is that transformation, the practice of coaching and building a business around it is a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. I entirely agree because when you're walking through people, walking people through emotional components of themselves, they need that support to be able to see a greater perspective. And I love that you say this and I love the potential controversy in it because it's just true. Ultimately I've run digital programs and the one biggest thing that I have people come back to me um, saying is that they wish they had somebody to bounce off what they were learning because they don't necessarily have that support system at home. They want it, you know, they're the mom and staying home with the kids all day and their husband's working or gone all day or whatever. And, 
you know, maybe their husband doesn't really get it and it's woo-woo right, with that, right. you know, craziness or whatever. And they've isolated themselves over the last couple of years, maybe due to COVID. And then now they're like, okay, well, I don't want to be here anymore. So how do I get out? Oh, personal development. What is this? Oh, energy. Okay. What is this? And they find the course. So they find the program it's in their budget. They go for it. They take it. And then they go, but who do I have to talk to about this? Right. Like, what do I do with all of this now? Okay. I'm going to apply it and I'll meditate and I'll, you know, go through the principles and the self-reflections, but then where does it go from there? And so I love that you say that because there's, you know, obviously a need for it, but I feel like it's more so when you're kickstarting people into a journey, the deep transformation, I truly believe does come from those one-on-one components, because that's where people do get to see that they are supported live, not hypothetically in a Facebook group. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Like, like I said, like the digital piece in building an online coaching business has merit. Absolutely. It has, um, it's like accessorizing, it can enhance, it can start a journey for somebody that leads them, which are all beautiful pieces. Um, but if that, if that's, and maybe that's the place and those are the people that are making the millions and sitting on the fucking beach while everybody else is. (laughs) showing up and doing the work. Not that they're not working, but you know, I would really love to, (laughs) I'd really love to, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to make anybody feel bad for making an abundance in in a way that is, you know, reflective of how their values. Um, But I've been hanging around the space for a few years. I also have hung out in some, just like you in some uh, big spaces with some big people. Sorry, I didn't have my phone off big spaces with some big people. Well, when I say that, I mean, you know, they're fairly far along in their uh, entrepreneurial online entrepreneurial journey. And maybe they're making, um, you know, half a million dollars or more a year from coaching alone. I haven't met, I met one person that did that and then subsequently burnt out. Yeah. And so where are these elusive people? I can't help but to take a moment to pause you right here and share with you my favorite beauty skincare line that exists that I have come across. The Province Beauty line is an all-natural, 100% vegan product that is incredibly effective for someone with sensitive skin. Someone like me who, even just switching my foundation, creates breakouts, red spots, itchiness, dryness, all the things. I have never had a problem with this product and have only had great results. From someone who also suffers super dry skin in the winter, their products help to get me through with glowing and radiant skin. Not only are they an incredible product, but they also are wildly affordable. And in the show notes, they have offered you an additional 10% off with my code. Hit up the show notes and go check them out. And if you love all things beauty and skincare, health and healing and support, you're definitely going to want to check them out. Province Beauty for all your skincare needs. I heard the funniest thing the other day and it just absolutely cracked me up because it was the epitome of marketing. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Ross Johnson. I have not. 
So he's basically, uh, he teaches people how to build and scale businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and he has a method to do it and it's worked really well and so on and so forth. Um, however, he's a big, uh, he teaches live a lot of his stuff so that people really get it. So very much like what we're talking about, but yes, he was saying this. that um, he's like, if you're following people on Instagram who are at their beach or who are at the beach with their laptop or sitting by the pool with their laptop talking about how they're working hard, he's like, they're lying to you. When have you ever gone to the beach or sat by the pool and decided to work hard on your computer? Never. They aren't either. And I was like, oh my gosh, the perspective. Right? <laughs> I'm just like, wait, the last time I was at the beach, I did not see anybody <laughs> sitting there with a laptop. I saw them with margaritas and sun hats and yeah. books. <laughs> True story. Yeah, there is. An, and, you know, I think I think in all of us, every human being, there is, I say this a lot. I, um, one of the kind of the, so I, I spend a lot of time supporting coaches to bring a level of integrity to their practice and to help them navigate between this like elusive like laying at the beach and building a bank account kind of idea most of the people that I want to serve also get energized by serving others right yeah. by actually being in service um, so I spend some time doing that but the bigger piece of work that I do is working one-on-one -on -one with ambitious females in creating life and wealth success like success and wealth um, in all of who they are, again, going back to those grassroots of a social worker, is that we are more than just an online coach, right? We are more than just, we have this big vision. And every single person I've talked to, everybody's ambitious. Every, yeah. I have not met one person that's like, meh, meh, it doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, whatever. No, everybody, I, I think, you know, maybe there's one or two people that are like, meh, I don't really care you know, maybe there's some work that they have to work through, but the majority of people on 98% of people are ambitious and they want um, to create a lifestyle that aligns with their values. And so I think sometimes these big messages of like online business is an easy way to make money kind of like seeps into that little part of us that is like, yes, I want to be able to do what I want, when I want, how I want, and still have money in the bank. But yeah. the reality is online coaching in terms of coaching I'm going to say there's a variety of different coaches online, right? But I'm talking about lifestyle coaching. I call it lifestyle as opposed to life yep. coaching because there's spiritual, right? There's um, spiritual relations, uh, life coaching, performance, like wellness, like all of that. Yeah. And so I'm talking about that kind of coaching, but in that kind of lifestyle coaching, the reality is you can really fuck somebody up if you are not qualified to hold space yeah in a way that honors where they've been um, and I really help them find and discover what success means to them. And that, yeah. that really is the bottom line. And, and in terms of like the edge coaching method, this is where one day I was laying in the bath. Oh, this is funny. This is the process of discovery, you know, in the yes! online space, right? Trying to figure out who you are, what you serve, who you serve, what are your skills? And I kept coming back to this. I was doing hypnotherapy. I love hypnotherapy. And I was doing this uh, one hypnotherapy over and over and over again. And it was probably the sixth time I'd done, I was laying in the bath. And all of a sudden I was like, I had this like aha moment, like, and it was like, you need to pour in to people wanting to be coaches because the ground 
is so uneven because it's so, you know, Marketplace just did a uh, investigative report on life coaches. It was horrible. I was horrified. I was wow. horrified, but then again, I was also ignited on the reason why I want to help people that are wanting to get into the coaching business is yes. so that we can ensure, and I can do my part in ensuring that people are being cared for in a way that is supportive to them, not detrimental. I mean, I can only do so much, right? And so this is the expression. Um, and that all came to me in the tub one night after a hypnotherapy session. It just like the whole thing downloaded. It was done and ready to go. I literally in three days, I don't you know, until, and then what happens is you get into this, like, oh my God, I got to get, I got to get a copywriter. I got to get the sales page. Right. I, got, I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. why stop? <laughs> um, anyway, those are some of my own processes, but that really is the, the um, foundation and the um, perspective and the drive for really building, you know, solid coaches doing what I can to contribute what I've learned and help people help others successfully. Yeah. Knowing that we are just part of the journey for somebody, yep. we're not the whole answer. You know, this is a struggle. One of my coaches had this yesterday, even she's like, you know, I, I feel like maybe I didn't succeed because she didn't see the, she didn't see the fruit of her labor. She didn't see mm -hmm. the success. Right. So yeah. um, I had to, you know, we, we then went on a journey of what that means for her. Mm. Right. I love that because it all really ties into everything that we talked about in the beginning, where it is about understanding your client's language, defining what success means to them. Because if you're going in as a coach and you have a goal in mind for your client, you're already not leading with their <laughs> success in mind, right? You know, if you're driving with whether it's the big stack bank account or the testimonial at the end or whatever your desired outcome is you're basically just coaching yourself through that session. You're not actually going to be able to intentively listen and pick apart these things that they're not saying. This is what I love so much about doing coaching the way that I do it with intuition. It's that I tell my clients, I'm like, I'm not here to listen to what you're physically saying. I'm here to listen to what you're not saying so I can help you to understand what's going on underneath mm -hmm. the surface. And people are like, well, how do you, I always remember when I was younger, my dad would always, always tell me, if you don't know how to read between the lines then you're an effing idiot. And I'm like, okay, I'm pretty young. I don't know what that means. And hopefully one day I get it. So I would, I'm like, what's, well, how do you read between the lines? I'm like picking up books. I'm like reading, is, is there something I'm missing? Like what's going on? I'm watching TV. I'm like, what are they not saying that they're saying? And then when I learned about energy and intuition, I was like, oh, I get it. It's essentially the subliminal pieces, whether it's in advertising, whether it's in copywriting, whether it's in what you're communicating that people get to become more aware of. And it wasn't until I went to school for um, business administration and accounting where we took an advertising course and we had a whole section on subliminal messaging. And I'm like, oh, oh. I get it now because the whole point of that that course was to watch different TV shows and commercials and, oh, and figure out the product placements and figure out what they're actually leading yeah. you to do. And nowadays it's like emotional manipulation everywhere you look. And I'm like, that's has nothing to do with the product. Like what's going on here? 
Um, Twix just put out a commercial a couple months ago. I think it was actually around the Super Bowl time where it was all about um, just like gay equalities and gender equalities, but then it had to do with the Twix. And I was like, that's so irrelevant. It's a chocolate bar. Like what's going on here? So learning to read between the lines, but going back to that, it's having your client's understand and define their success and then working them towards it. And I love everything that you're saying, because even when you were talking about the importance of asking for consent to go deeper, it was the same thing with readings where it was like, I could see buttons were being pushed and it was my job to make sure that they were willing to go there. Because if not, I'm not licensed to a board. So if they have an emotional breakdown or something yeah. happens, like yeah. I'm responsible for that. That's where you can get into lawsuit stuff. And, and I want to just really drive this home because anyone who's listening that is a coach or has been thinking about being a coach, a spiritual coach, a, a lifestyle coach, these are things that are really important that are not talked about. You're marketed this beautiful, glamorous lifestyle on planes and Louis Vuittons and high heels and drinks at the bar and all these things. But these are the things that people don't talk about. I feel like even in most programs, I've taken a few coaching programs and these were things that were not talked about in it that I've constantly taken witness to that I think is really important, especially if you're going to learn to build, like you said, a, a coaching business versus just a practice. Uh, because without that, you're going from your next sale to your next sale. And there's, there's no underlining flow to help support you ultimately. So, yeah. And we, you know, we know, I noticed this, we launched um, or we had just finished our first round, our founding round of the edge method. And um, what, what I just, even in coaching the coaches, never mind them coaching clients, but in our work with them to, uh, because for all of us in the lifestyle coaching, there's always our own journey that really yeah. um, precipitates the client journey, right? Only as far as you are willing to go, will you be able to bring somebody? And so there's yes. a lot of transformation work, but even uh, in our first round that the trauma piece, the trauma and safety and uh, inclusivity piece was missing. And so we've already adjusted that for the second round that's coming, right? We have two yeah. and a half days of trauma informed teaching. Before we even start teaching any coaching sessions, coaching skills, we are now mm -hmm. starting off with two and a half days of trauma-informed learning, uh, a curriculum that's been created by a clinical social worker who did her master's in trauma. And because, wow. yeah, we're, we're adding that. I'm not teaching it myself, um, but it's added into the program because it really, it is the, when you're working with people, it doesn't matter what kind of, it's about your lived experience. It's not even about trauma. Like people think trauma is like, and you and I can probably discuss this all day long, right? Trauma, you know, what is trauma really? People think it's all blood and guts and yes, it is, but no, it isn't. Right? Yeah. It's really just any way you received some kind of information that stayed within that shape. So it's lived experience, it's conditioning, it's environment, it's impact, it's all those things. And so it's prevalent in everything that we do. So yeah. really having that understanding at the beginning um, to me becomes part of the, the importance of the foundation, which isn't sexy. Foundation building, look at when you build a house, nobody's excited about building the foundation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it ain't sexy because it's not bringing in the money yet, right? But it is yeah. going to sustain you. Yeah. 
that and that's really that's what the first day we have a few levels coming out in the year but that's really what the first level is right now is we are really just just the foundation it ain't sexy but it needs to be done Mm, I am obsessed with you, Kim, and everything that you've shared because it is so valuable. I feel like I could just literally take this episode and plug it into a program. Like that's how good it is. There you go. Feel free. I would love, I want to honor your time and I would love for you to take a moment to just let everybody know how they can be a part of your world and what you have going on right now so that you can all Go in, jump into Kim's world and be a part of it, especially if you want to be or already are a spiritual coach, an energy healer. Honestly, even the healers, the readers, this is so valuable to you. This is honestly what set a huge standard and, and brought in the clientele that I needed to sustain the lifestyle that I have was going through these types of trainings. So I highly recommend that you well, go and I think I, I think healers maybe think that they're not coaches. They're yeah. healers yeah. or <laughs> yeah. spiritual leaders think they're not coaches. And th- although um and I work with a lot of them. It's so funny how the very first time I entered the online space, somebody one of my coaches said at that point, do you want to work with specifically, this is the niche yeah. question, do you want to work with healers, coaches and practitioners? What do you think I said? No, I want to work with everybody. And now I'm like, I work with coaches, healers, and practitioners. (laughs) But I find what happens is as a healer, um, you find yourself in a space where you are holding a lot of space. You're not just, you're not just executing a modality, right? You're holding a lot of space that requires transition, conversation, interview, all that. So it really having the skill set to be able to add that to how you um, receive a client is yeah, extremely helpful. Anyway, to answer your question, I hang out on the, sorry, I know I'm like, I could talk forever about this stuff. Um, I hang out on the socials. You can find me at uh, Kimberly.Valerie on Instagram, and that will lead you to all like my website and Facebook group. What I would like to say right now, I have the edge coaching method round two is going to be launched shortly. Uh, so there's a wait list started for that. Um, and so if you're looking, if you've gone through pain um, and it's kind of become now your purpose or you're feeling called to want to step out and help somebody, but you don't really know how, I don't want to, I'm not going to like um, distract you with fancy certifications because as we both know in this online space, certified, blah, 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 just, it doesn't mean that you're qualified. Certified is not qualified. Yeah. So let's yeah. just, Right. And so I don't offer a certification in coaching yet. Um, and, but this is a foundation program that will help you, first of all, get comfortable in your role with your story and sharing that in an online space, because that in itself is a whole big beast to uncover. And then also equip you with some foundational skills and support to start your coaching business. I also take one-to-one work, uh, one-to-one work with now that, that kind of client uh, are people that are not afraid to do the work that don't require um, as much. They require impact and transformation and support, but they already are kind of on their journey. And it's about developing wealth and success in a bigger way than just their practice. So it incorporates everything else. And inside my Facebook group, I have Facebook group coaches with edge 
inside there, I actually, if you're a member in there, um, I am starting to host a once a month mastermind in there because what I said earlier is the only way I really truly know how to add value to people, to, co to supporting coaches is to actually be with them live. Yeah. And so um, I just said, screw it. I'm just going to, for the people inside that group, we'll just have a once a month mastermind, hot seat style, whoever comes, comes and whoever doesn't, doesn't. And then I have my own podcast. It's called The Accidental Millionaire. And it really is a inside journey of my life, mine and my husband's, how we, we have been serial entrepreneurs our whole life. You know, he came from kind of a middle class. I came from foster home, high school dropout. And really um, how we, we were a blended family, how we built family businesses, created wealth, pursued our own dreams. And now that podcast has transitioned. I've kicked him off after one season. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the second season is mostly me and interviewing a variety of people, yourself included, will be a guest on, on The Accidental Millionaire. So uh, people can find me in all those places. I love it. Well, we are definitely going to make sure to have all the links in the show notes so Thank that you. you guys can go and literally click and listen to everything and like, and follow and join and be a part of all of Kim's world. <laughs> you will things. not be disappointed. And her coaching program comes with the best gifts. I'm a <laughs> yes. gift person. Like I will literally sign up for things because there's this gifts way. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I, when I get back to Alberta, I'll drop you some swag. We'll meet for coffee. <gasps> And I'll yes. bring you some swag. Yes. Cause I, I did, I did, I had to order like, I don't know, 400 mugs. So I have a lot of coffee mugs. <laughs> wow. Well, I won't be puking on the side of the road anymore. Yeah, that's so right. I'll be able to make it. <laughs> How's baby building going? It's great. It's, the baby's doing really good. Almost the size of a lemon. So oh, cute. Yeah. That awesome. was special. Well, this was All a right, really Kim. good conversation. Yes, this was wonderful. I'm definitely going to have to have you on for a part two because I feel like we've really only scraped the surface with this, but yeah. um, we will, we'll chat and connect with that. So thank you so much for being on today. And okay. it was honestly, truly such a pleasure. All right. Take care. Before you go, I would love and appreciate so much if you could take a moment of your time to leave a five-star review. It helps me to be able to get this message out to so many more in the world. And I am so truly thankful that you choose this place to be every single week. Until next time, don't forget to find the magic in today.